welcome back to pretty girl shit my name is elena your host if you're new welcome i just want to start this episode off by taking a deep breath plant your feet straighten your back expand your lungs on the in breath and i really just want you to ground yourself in this moment because what i kind of want to cover today is a theme that i've really been abiding by in my everyday life or at least trying to with every affirmation and every mantra it's not just about saying the mantra it's about truly feeling it and resonating with it and knowing that it applies to you as you speak it i'm a full believer that your words are so powerful your mantras are so powerful because it is spelling as you speak as you speak these powerful words you're casting spells i think that's why it's also very important to be conscious with everything that you say everything that you put out into the universe because everything is manifestation everything you do causes something else to manifest everything you say causes what you say to manifest you're casting spells as you speak and a lot of people don't realize that a lot of people speak carelessly or especially with self-depreciation and (laughs) honestly my friends my friends i swear i annoy them for this but every time i catch them saying i'm dumb or i'm stupid or i can't do it i'm always like stop self-depreciating don't (laughs) don't manifest that because especially when you're saying things in an I am statement or anything that's in relation to yourself you're casting spells on yourself as well so instead of saying I can't do it you might want to say something like I'm working on it you know it's it's just kind of rewording things in a way that allows for positive outcomes and allows room for optimistic thoughts but aside from that i think it's mainly very important just to be conscious of everything that you're doing in every moment and to really limit the distractions around you my phone has been (laughs) the devil recently because it is so addicting and especially just social media in general It used to be a very toxic place for me now not as much so but it's still it's still something i catch myself spending a lot of time on more than i am comfortable with like i would just catch myself scrolling for hours and i realize what am i doing with my time I could really be putting this energy towards something productive instead of just melting my brain staring at the screen for hours. So having self-control is honestly a very good foundation to start with because it's something that's hard. It's something that's very id. Um, that's That's a psychology term, but what it basically means, we have the ego and the id and the superego and your ego obviously is your 
animalistic self, I want to say, but you're still in control of this. It's your perception, your perception of yourself. But the id is impulses. The id is often responsible. Trigger warning. Um, the id is responsible for rape and murder, and it's very. Let me gather my thoughts. The it is responsible for impulsive behaviors, and it's often associated with not thinking before you act. And I consider the id to be responsible for a lot of people's anger and arguments and frustration because it's okay to feel your emotions. It's okay to feel anger and to feel overwhelmed and to feel anxiety, but when you act on something is when it gives it power and when you give your anger power you're essentially giving your power away you're allowing your ego your inner animal because we all are essentially we're just animals you're allowing that to rule over your soul your spirit your true human nature because I think that's one of the many challenges of just being a human is we are an eternal, all-knowing, immortal soul placed into this all-feeling mortal body. And it's very difficult to balance those two elements without being reactive and maintaining your peace. It's not an easy thing to do and that's why spirituality is not for the weak. It makes you strong. So everyone starts out weak, but to maintain this journey and to keep up with yourself and to check yourself periodically throughout the day is not for the weak because weaknesses involve succumbing to your addictions and allowing those to rule your actions and rule your thoughts uncontrolled. And I also want to reiterate that growth is not a linear process. It is okay to have moments of weakness. And I'm not sure if you are familiar with Raman Nazir, but he's a really dope artist. And he incorporates his spirituality into his work and just makes a really cool visual that goes real deep. Um, Look it up on Pinterest if you haven't seen it, but he recently released an artwork that said my higher self is so smart that they will send me to new lows to experience higher highs and that's so true a lot of people just assume that even especially in the spiritual community because i think we are so hard on ourselves every time we indulge in one of our negative habits that we've been working to dissolve but sometimes you have to realize where you're at and what your weaknesses are and what your vulnerabilities are in order to be stronger in order to get past that for me it really is working on my anger i tend to be super reactive i get very triggered and tend to snap on people and afterwards i feel so guilty i feel so bad like fuck, I really didn't mean 
to make this person hurt and I think that's the main thing it's not so much that I'm upset with myself for getting angry I'm upset with myself for hurting the people around me and lashing out at people who did not deserve to be lashed out at that's my own battle that's something within me that I have to work with every day I have to keep myself in check with every day and one of the mantras or not even mantras I I would just say themes that I try to keep in mind throughout my day is just to live slowly because I find that my anger and my anxiety is heavily rooted in how fast paced I'm perceiving life to be coming at me I feel like I'm always supposed to be on the go doing something can't slow down or I'm gonna get caught in the riptide that's kind of like the mindset I developed and I'm sure I could really delve deep into that psychology of my childhood and was I allowed to have moments of peace was I allowed to have moments of calm no and that is now my responsibility to heal within myself because I think another thing is our parents unknowingly give us a lot of our anxieties give us a lot of our triggers and I had very young parents so I can't blame them and a lot of people are like well they're your parents you know they're supposed to raise you perfectly they're supposed to be your emotional support and make you feel validated but the thing is is my parents were kids having a kid and she was actually younger than me I'm 20 years old my mom had me when she was 19 and I can't imagine the weight of having to raise someone a human from nothing you know from the womb she grew me and then had to teach me everything from scratch and that's a lot of responsibility so anything that I may be struggling with or didn't receive enough of or wasn't validated enough I don't blame her for that because who was validating her who was being her emotional support you know it's it's kind of a cycle of parents passing down their traumas and passing down the things that their parents struggled with raising them and I think I'm gonna put a stop to that I'm going to be that person in my family line that heals that trauma and decides not to pass it down because I have been lucky enough to have a mom who's understanding and who understands humans are sexual creatures she put me on birth control she gave me what her mom could not give her so that i could have that time to grow and to learn not saying that a child is a burden to that but it's definitely an impediment when you're trying to heal yourself and raise someone else in a healthy way it's difficult it's hard it's not an easy thing to do and for me I'm deciding to take on that responsibility to heal myself to not place the blame of my traumas onto the people who raised me when they were dealing with traumas of their own I am taking responsibility for myself and my thoughts 
and I get to decide. I get to decide how I want to perceive the world every day. I get to decide my mood and if I want to get angry and if I want to get reactive. And I don't. I don't want to be that person. I want to be peace. I want to be peace for myself, peace for the people around me, and just a general light. My name actually, um, this is actually one of the coolest things I feel like I've learned about myself is on my journey one of the things that I hear a lot is soul contracts and before we come down in the astral realm before we manifest into our physical bodies we have a soul contract that we make that in this life we're gonna have this name and we're gonna have these parents and we're gonna experience these traumas and triumphs and have all kinds of different shit happen to us but I heard we get to pick our name and your name is very symbolic of your soul and your pure essence and my name is Elena E-L-E-N-A a lot of people assume that it's like the A-L-A-Y-N-A or whatever no it's Elena it's actually Elena but my family lineage is from Spanish descent I'm like probably 124th Spanish so no nah, it's actually it's actually 116th so I don't really consider myself to be Spanish it's a very small drop in this white mixture so I'm I'm white but I have a Spanish name and the meaning of my name Elena is bright shining light and I learned this a few years ago and at first I was just like, oh, that's kind of lame. <laughs> like, okay, a bright shining light. I don't know why, but it didn't impress me. And as I went back to that recently, I want to say like a few months ago, I re-looked up my name and it really resonated with me. Bright shining light. That is what I am. And I want to be a light to other people. I want to be a light in this world that is so full of sadness and so full of just unhappiness. Sorry, someone was driving really slow past my house. I was like, I was like, what is that? But in my name, it literally says bright shining light. So that's exactly what I'm going to be. I'm going to step into that prophecy because I feel like it is. It's like once you discover that, it's like a part of your soul has been uncovered. There's so many parts of your soul that you have yet to discover and yet to find. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, um, In Hindsight. Shout out Heinz. Love him. Um, but he mentioned, I think it was in his episode Holes, that we are full of gifts yet to be unwrapped we are full of surprises i feel like there's so many untapped talents and untapped potentials within me and within so many other people and it's easy with all the distractions as i was saying before it's easy to get distracted on your phone or get distracted on other things that don't matter to avoid putting in that work and to avoid fulfilling what it is you're supposed to fulfill because it is hard things don't manifest instantaneously it takes action the law of inspired action is actually one of the most important in manifesting and it's basically saying that 
in order for your manifestations to work, you can't just affirm something every day and expect it to happen. You have to have inspired action. It has to be backed by passion and motivation. And I feel like a lot of us, especially myself, speaking from experience, wait for the motivation to do things. Wait for the right time to start a journey or start a process. When in reality, motivation is not going to find you. You have to find it. You have to go out and seek it. You have to start that journey and create your own motivation because it's not just going to one day dawn on you and all of a sudden you're going to be like, okay, I'm ready to do it. No, it's never fun. It's never fun to start something that you know is a long journey. But the thing is, once you do, you realize how effortlessly it comes to you because things you're passionate about, things you are born with an ingrained talent in, they perpetuate themselves. Something in motion will stay in motion. So if you put yourself in motion on this journey in attempting a new task or acquiring a new skill, you will continue to stay in motion as long as you keep yourself in check. But while you do this, let me reiterate, live slow. Be okay with stillness. Be okay with stopping and smelling the roses. You know, that's cliche, but it's true. There's so much around you that you will never get back. This second right now, you will never have again. You get older with every second that passes. Everything is changing around you. Nothing is going to be the exact same as it is in this moment again. So appreciate everything while it's here. Appreciate your youth. Appreciate your parents if you have them, your siblings, your friends. Friends come and go. Parents die. It's a sad truth, but that it's the cycle of life. Nothing is forever, and I feel like we're treating this moment as if we'll get it back by being distracted and wasting our potential by not tapping into it you're not going to get these moments back and it's a harsh reality but it's something that everyone needs to hear so disengage from what's stealing your energy and stealing your power away from you meditate ground yourself you already know what your passions are or something that you're already kind of good at but you haven't tapped in fully I want you to engage in that today or just to make a list of things that you need to do and get it done because until you start putting yourself in motion, your higher self is just going to get further out of reach. Your future self who has her shit together, has his shit together, is only getting further out of reach the longer you procrastinate your journey, the longer you procrastinate starting. So put in that work allow yourself to go out and get the motivation instead of waiting for it to come to you but as you do so do it gracefully do it elegantly be conscious of yourself how you move how you breathe and carry yourself 
be conscious of the energy that you are putting out to other people and that you are putting into yourself. Always put yourself first. Always make sure that you're straight before anyone else. Because as a healer, and I know that most people in my generation are healers. That's what we're here to do. You need to put yourself first before you can heal someone else. Because an unhealed person has no business telling someone else what to do. And while I am still not completely healed, I'm on that journey. I'm on that process. Every day when I wake up, I fight the urge to just scroll on my phone. I just get up. I start doing yoga. I go and make my cup of coffee or tea. I take a shower. I do my whole self-care routine. And I do it effortlessly. I don't do it with anxiety. I don't do it in a hurry. I take my time on myself. And that is so important in maintaining your peace, maintaining your serenity. Because once you establish that mood, that energy, that aura for the day, it follows you throughout that day and allows you to have a positive and optimistic perception of everything around you instead of being clouded with negativity or feeling gross or feeling tired and groggy. Put yourself first and do it slowly and allow yourself to just be and to experience and to pursue what makes you happy. And that's all I have for you today. I hope some of my advice was resonating with you and that you'll carry it with you throughout your day. I hope I could boost your energy even just a little bit, but thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye.